0: Welcome to the Conscious Relationship and Coupling and Parenting Summit. It's Milo Sega Viola, your host and producer. Today we have the honor to introduce you as Stacy Sidro with her topic of conscious adult entertainment. So it's a topic that is so exciting, so interesting, and at the same time is so controversial. So thank you, Stacey, for saying yes to this summit and for bringing your wisdom and your awareness on this topic. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, we would like to learn a little bit about you and how you're helping our community. And also, what brought you to uh, really experiencing and embodying and integrating your life conscious relationship?
1: Well, I've always been a very spiritual and metaphysical person. So as I started getting older and realizing that into my life, um, I was actually doing hair in the salon. I call it my former life at this point. Um, Since I was 15 all the way until I was about 30. And starting that career so young, it really taught me a lot. And the one thing that helped me the most is the mentoring that I received along the way. And I learned that if you can connect with yourself and become authentic, and create your own life vision, then express that into the real world, you're gonna be more happy and more fulfilled. And in order to do that, you always have to have a deeper level of faith or spirituality, whatever it is that you choose to believe in. Um, As I went through my coaching and uh, certification through IPEC, they make you find your niche And so they take you through all these different exercises about yourself. You're interviewing people about you. You're doing a lot of journaling and self-exploration. And I found that the topic I was very drawn to and themes throughout my life had to do with spirituality and sexuality. So I decided that I wanted to become a sex coach. Completed the IPEC certification and then I started my journey on figuring out what exactly is a sex coach and what do sex coaches do. And I connected with Dr. Patty Britton back in 2008 and had a session with her. She gave me all these resources as far as books, workshops, DVDs, peoples, websites, and workshops, classes, everything. And I just dove in head first and by the time, you know, it was two years later into 2010, I took that leap of faith and started off into my I'm coaching. So I specialize in spirituality and sexuality.
2: Hmm.
0: Beautiful. So today's topic is about conscious adult entertainment, which is a very fascinating topic to dive into it. And I cannot wait to learn <laughs> from you today, Stacey. I really want to learn more about this, and hopefully, our audience, uh, everyone who, you know, say yes to this summer, really learn so much from you today and bring some goodies into their intimate life, into the relationship, and, and really live uh, blissfully and, you know, an ecstasy, ecstatic life, right? So, we are here ready for your presentation. So Ah, yeah, let's get ready for Conscious Adult Entertainment, and here we go.
1: Hello, I'm Stacy Isidro, and today I'm here to talk to you about Conscious Adult Entertainment. Learn how to deepen your connection and enhance your relationship using adult entertainment. First, I would like to talk about what it means to be conscious. Being conscious means having an awareness, having intent, and also to
2: know yourself.
1: The next question is What exactly is adult entertainment? Adult entertainment can include anything such as pornography in the form of pictures, videos, it could be erotic writing. You could find it on the internet. It could be webcam chats. And it can also be in person, such as clubs, workshops, anything about sex. It can also incorporate toys,
2: different seminars that you can go to. So combining those two together,
1: conscious adult entertainment means that we're using adult entertainment in the way that it was supposed to be used,
2: for entertainment purposes only. A lot
1: of times, we have negative thoughts and emotions about pornography and adult entertainment. For most people, it brings up a lot of feelings of shame and guilt, Um, Women have often been told, only bad girls do this. You're a slut if you like sex. Men get shamed as well. We've come up with this man-whore term. Um, Sometimes we feel like sex and sexuality is gross or that things that we see or hear about are completely unrealistic for ourselves. Uh, Men get told that they are the size of their penis, they are how much they ejaculate, and that manhood is go in and get it done. Real men fill in the blank. A lot of times these negative thoughts and emotions that our culture and society tend to feed us create body image issues and trust issues, and again the shame and guilt surrounded with sexuality. Our culture and socioeconomic status, our religious or spiritual beliefs, our family, and our past experiences all culminate together to shape who you are today. It shapes your present beliefs,
2: values, and your patterns. The truth of the matter is
1: that within sexuality, as long as you have two or more consenting adults, then you should be free to express yourself and experience. The truth is sexuality is part of being a human being. We are sexual beings from conception until death. Even children have appropriate stages of sexual development that they encounter as they're growing up. The same conversation that we're having today, you may not have with a child, understandably. But just because we are younger or older, it doesn't change that we're all sexual human beings. Sexuality includes your mind, your body, it's your energy and your emotions and your spirit. There are actually healthy ways to experience sexuality. Sex can be divine. It can be safe. It can deepen your connection, build your connection. It allows you creativity to experiment. You can experience love, sensual, erotic, positive feelings. And it can also be very healing energy. I personally tend to be very Taoist in my beliefs. Um, that sexual energy, this orgasmic energy that flows through us, actually makes us alive. And we're going to experience this energy differently in different parts of our lives, and also in different areas of our lives. As we grow and develop, we start to become less physically driven and more driven by our thoughts and our feelings. And even spiritually. A lot of times, people have a hard time incorporating their spiritual or religious beliefs into their sexuality, but this is possible
2: to reconcile the two. The adult entertainment industry is an over $14
1: billion industry. $97 billion worldwide, which is a lot of money. So, if sex is part of being a human being, and we actually have body parts that are specifically made for sexual pleasure and enjoyment, then it can't all be wrong. 60% of all website visits are actually sexual in nature. 9.4 million women access adult websites, and one in three visitors are women. Strangely though, 70% of women keep this activity secret. And I'd like to acknowledge that there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around Sexuality, especially for women we often need to actually give ourselves permission to experience pleasure so it's actually understandable that women keep this private into themselves one of my goals is to help to normalize people's feelings and experiences because chances are somebody else has gone through what you're going through desires what you desire and it's more healthy and quote-unquote normal than you realize. 8% of all emails are actually pornographic. And every second, 28,258 internet users are viewing pornography. All these I got off the internet from grabstats.com. And feel free to research these statistics. They're growing every year. I'd like to reiterate, every single second, right this second, 28,258
2: internet users are viewing pornography. First,
1: before we dive into all of the juicy details of how you can create a positive outlook, and have a healthy sex life. I just want to acknowledge the theory and conversation around sex and porn addiction and coaching versus therapy's view on porn. I am a coach, so coaches do not medicalize or pathologize. We create assessment we create assessments and then create action plans in order to achieve a goal or get to where you want to be. So from a coaching perspective, we view compulsive behavior as an issue rather than a therapist would call it an addiction. So therapy pathologizes people. It is Their focus to diagnose and treat mental illness. They tend to focus on the past and processing emotions in order to become functional and present today. Coaching does not medicalize. We do not pathologize. We work with healthy individuals who want something different or something better. There are people that are going to need to go through therapy or address their concerns with a medical professional and I'm not going to discount that because that is one of the first things you need to do when considering sexuality is make sure that you're healthy physically healthy mentally healthy emotionally in order to have a complete fulfilling experience we need to be within the present so I will do a disclaimer here that if someone does have These types of issues that need to be addressed by a therapist, by all means, please seek help. Otherwise, for the rest of us here that feel pretty stable and functional in our lives, we just tend to get bored within long-term relationships, or we want to spice up our sex life and deepen that connection. Maybe we want to release some of the shame and guilt around sexuality then this stuff is for us, and I'm happy to share my passion with you. So, compulsive behavior patterns can be shifted and changed. A lot of research has shown that when someone falls into compulsive behavior patterns, it's because there's other areas of their life that they're having challenges in. So, for example, if someone is having compulsive Porn and masturbation habits, then chances are they're having issues connecting with other people. They're having challenges with their confidence level, probably with their skill level, and being able to interact with another person sexually. Masturbation is the foundation for partner sex. So, as we grow and develop through adolescence, one of the major shifts that occurs is we go from self-pleasure and masturbation to seeking out partner sex. If something has happened along the way, maybe you've experienced intense rejection or bad experiences, then this can produce behavior patterns that might be surfacing today. So I'm going to encourage you to... Get out there and have some real experiences with people and build your communication
2: skills. And know that where your mind goes, your body is going to follow. In order to have a healthy experience and use
1: porn and toys and clubs and stuff like this for entertainment, it's important that we address our own issues. Coaches can help you assess your situation and determine what's working for you and then what's not working for you and how you want to
2: change that. As far as some of the body image issues goes, I recommend viewing porn
1: and adult entertainment with people that look like you, whether it's your age range, your size. Maybe you're very thin. Maybe you have a few extra pounds. Maybe you have a different ethnicity. Once you start viewing people that are your age and that look more like you and your partner, you view them as sexual beings, you can also start to view yourself as a sexual being. A lot of women feel like the the mainstream porn that they see is derogatory or hurtful or disgusting, and the list goes on. But that's because a lot of times porn is made by men for men. So I put some resources on the screen right here for you to check out that is actually porn made by women for women. There's bellessa.co, babeland.com, And there's another site, pornmoviesforwomen.com, slash female porn directors. Porn can also be used in the form of educational videos. So I'll show you once we get to the second part of the presentation that there are some videos. You can go to lovingsex.com that are educational videos that show real couples exploring a topic such as anal play for lovers, advanced sex toys, female G-spot and ejaculation. They take real couples and actually teach them, it videos and shows them together exploring the topic and then they debrief and they tell you about their experience. So you can actually see real people talking about what it is that you want to try and you can learn how to do something new safely. Some people have gotten really excited about the whole um, Fifty Shades of Grey scene that went on. So there is some s and interest or bondage and domination interest. One book is called um, S&M 101 by Jay Wiseman. It's great because it gives you an overview of basis of that relationship and how really it's based on the exchange of power and control and energy not the intent to harm it also gives you a basic overview of different methods such as rope tying or spanking or flogging so that way if it's something you're interested in you can use it To enhance your relationship and do it in a safe way. Often when we view something, we can start to talk with our partners about how do we feel about that. Maybe the interest goes just as far as watching it. Maybe it doesn't have to go all the way as an activity that you do in your relationship, but it could be something that you want to explore. This leads me to talking to your partner about what turns you on and why. So I always encourage people to watch porn together or look at pictures together because you can really communicate and get inside each other's head and understand what that turn-on is. There's also a large number of toys that are available For partners to use, either alone or with your partner. Sometimes men can be intimidated by women using vibrators, but the majority of women orgasm through clitoral stimulation. A smaller percentage of women orgasm vaginally. You can orgasm both ways, but you'll have a natural disposition as to what your body is going to do. So, using toys can be a way to have an orgasm with your partner or alone releasing the shame and blame and guilt around sex is a major is a major thing it's very important your response it's your responsibility to have an orgasm nobody can make you a lot of this is in our head Um, like I said up here where the mind goes the body will follow so I've learned through my experience if I want to have an orgasm I will I can tell someone what to do I can show them what I like what I don't like I can go there in my mind because what happens in your mind creates things that happen in your body is the arousal the hormones flowing the energy And the the energy produces a physical response. So oftentimes, we need to take responsibility for our pleasure and literally give ourselves permission to experience pleasure there is a website that I enjoy that actually reviews sex toys and both partners review them. It's called freddyandeddy.com. It's a couple that started using sex toys to enhance their relationship and decided to start writing reviews. And so you can visit that site to see their journey along the way and get reviews on some sex toys that you might be interested in trying. And this is from a real couple not just a company that actually made the toys. And another thing about the toys and safety, you wanna make sure that it's made by plastics that are not harmful to the body, that don't have all of the chemicals in them, that are medically medical grade silicone, things that are safe to use. And you can always put condoms over your toys so that they can stay clean. And of course, washing them. Always find out how to care for the toy that you're purchasing. Some of the dildos, the material they're made out of now, you actually put powder on them to keep them soft and prevent them from getting sticky. Again, allowing yourself to receive pleasure is a big deal. You deserve to experience pleasure and happiness. Again, sexuality is part of being a human being. It includes our minds, which is how we think about sex. What do we think about it? Our emotions is how we feel about it, and how does it make us feel? Women are automatically going to go to past experiences and emotions. That's the way we're wired. Men are going to be very visually stimulated. Sometimes we literally need to reprogram ourselves for pleasure. If we've experienced any type of traumas, or abuse, or body shaming, you need to sometimes seek therapy in order to process those emotions, but more importantly, Learn to love yourself first and start to yourself. We're all creatures of habit and creatures of patterns. So sexually, we're not any different. It's also important that you get accurate sexual health information. I've listed a couple of websites that you could go to, such as goaskalice.columbia.edu. It is a website that answers all different types of questions, anything from sex to hair removal around sex. Um, There's also sexualhealth.com that is more um, health-related as far as getting tested for STDs, which is something you want to do every three to six months depending on your level of sexual activity. You should always put your health first. A lot of couples complain that... There, there's a low sex drive or a mismatched sex drive. and The first thing we should do is probably get our hormones checked out and make sure that we're functioning um, medically in a healthy way. Once, those, um, once that is ruled out and you're, you know that your hormones are on track and you're good to go, then you can start moving forward with some other things such as using the DVDs I mentioned um, at the Loving Sex in order to explore something new. You can even watch the DVDs, um, some of them, without the educational part, so it does become more erotic. You can use the Internet to do research. There's so many books out there. And even you can get a coach to help to educate yourself. Betty Dodson and Carlin Ross is one of my favorite um, websites to go on. They answer many questions, and Betty Dodson is a a pioneer in in women's sexuality. She actually has group workshops that teach women how to orgasm and help women to love their bodies. She does artwork with different vaginas. So it doesn't always have to be something vulgar. It could literally just be paintings. In artwork of naked people or bodies or body parts or, um, you know, sensual acts. There's a lot of very erotic art that's out there. Um, But I do recommend her website and her art and her videos and DVDs, especially if you're A woman that has a hard time achieving orgasm which there are many women who have trouble experiencing orgasm and it's an understandable thing Um, women have not traditionally been told that it's okay to enjoy sex and once we start to explore our own bodies and get to know our own bodies then we can share with another person Uh, Another website
2: for DVDs that are educational is Eve Garden, evesgarden.com. And I encourage
1: you to utilize some of those resources. There's even toys on some of these websites as well. Um, One of the activities that we do in coaching is to actually write down your sexual story. Sometimes writing your sexual story yourself can be a very therapeutic and healing experience. You can help to identify some of your beliefs and values around sex and around the adult entertainment that might be hindering you from having a more fulfilling and enjoyable sex life and relationship. The idea is to assess where you're at and understand why and how you got to where you are today. So you can change the things that you want to change. Maybe there is an experience that you had felt a lot of shame um, around your body or around liking sex. And so it's been hard for you to enjoy sex or feel comfortable telling your partner what to do because of that. As an adult, looking back on that experience, you can actually reframe it and say that it's understandable that you felt that way. It's understandable that our culture and society has put these negative beliefs into our head. And now that we're an adult, we have the opportunity to shift those patterns. And we know in our head and consciously today that sex is healthy for you. It's actually good for you. It's good to connect with your partner intellectually. Talk about these things. You can share your sexual stories with each other. The idea is to stay away from the judgments and the shaming involved. It's not a matter of how many people you've had sex with or what you've done or who you did it with. The idea is to normalize And embrace who you are and love yourself for who you are and enjoy that and to be able to share that with your partner is a divine experience it's very emotionally and even spiritually um, healing there's no um, greater form of fulfillment and connection to something that is greater than us than sexual orgasm, which leads me to talk a little bit about um, this next resource I listed is Urban Tantra by Barbara Carellis. And she actually does some workshops, but her book is amazing. A lot of times people think of the spiritual sexuality as being very woo-woo and new age, and you need incense and crystals and certain, you know, fabrics or this and that. Well, this book actually teaches you how to explore Tantra without all of the fluff. You could be in a New York City apartment and still have an amazing Tantric experience. You could be in a strip club and have a Tantric experience. Tantra is about being in the moment. It's about being conscious and aware and connecting with your partner. It's the flowing of energy within yourself and sharing it with your partner. It's that energetic exchange that occurs. So she really breaks it down and gives you some great exercises such as breathing techniques and uh, meditation techniques that can help you apply some of these principles into your sex life. It helps to connect with your partner intellectually, emotionally, and spiritually. And it will absolutely enhance the physical. Because remember, where the mind goes, the body will follow. And many of us are so caught up in our heads and what we think is gonna happen or what we think we're supposed to be doing or what is the other person gonna do or what are they thinking that we forget to be within this moment. So coming within to the moment and having intention from looking at the video or reading the book and touching your partner is the key. Again, I'm going to talk about communication. You can't do something consciously and with intent if you're not communicating, especially if you want to enhance your relationship with your partner and things start getting um, in the same pattern every time you have sex that you even just stop doing it because you feel like you're going through the motions. it's a sign that it's time to switch things up a little bit. You're supposed to enjoy your sex. You're supposed to enjoy your partner. It's supposed to be that deepest level of intimacy and fulfillment that you could possibly experience. It's supposed to be rejuvenating. It shouldn't seem like a chore. So communication is very, very key. There's actually three levels of listening that sometimes you hear about like within sales or in your career, different coaching stuff. I remember in the salon, they would go over the levels of listening with us so we could really hear our client and what they were trying to achieve. And these three levels of listening are still being taught to me today in one of the courses that I'm taking at Sex Coach You. It has to do with, are you listening just to figure out what you're going to say next or are you listening and really focusing on your partner and hearing every word that they're saying without thinking about it. And that deepest, highest level of listening has to do with being intuitive. It's clearing your mind enough and removing the judgments of everything and the co- of the conversation to authentically hear your partner and use your intuition your body is going to send you cues. I often say that emotions, they're just energy and motion throughout your body. And your body will start to respond before your minds can put words to it. So if you're getting that feeling in the pit of your stomach, it makes you uncomfortable, or butterflies, you're getting excited. It's important to listen to those feelings and messages that our body is sending us, as well as using our ears to hear what our partner's specifically saying. Another form of communication is nonverbal. It has to do with touch. And the five levels of touch is something that everyone can explore. Um, Dr. Robinheight.com has a page online that you can look up, and it explains the five levels of touch. And I'm going to talk about this because oftentimes, when our partner touches us, we can feel that they're demanding sex for us, or we shy away because we don't want them touching us for some reason. Um, often, women will confuse just Connecting, you know, compassionate touch from a man as a sexual touch. And not all types of touch are sexual. So once we start to explore those different levels of touch, then we can have more intent. Um, It's great to explore that with your partner, too. One of the things that I've realized through working with men and women over the past eight years, very intimately um, has to be over a thousand people at least. And one thing that I've learned I'm going to share with you is that men do not get the same opportunities to experience touch and connection on a basic human level that women do. Women are pretty much inundated with touch and feelings and emotion. So it's understandable that we feel tired and exhausted, especially emotionally, and that we don't gravitate towards sex for that connection because we are immersed in it all the time, whether it's with kids, with our friends, even our jobs tend to be more touchy feely Well, men don't have that opportunity. Men have been compartmentalized into being providers only. They're shaking hands, maybe patting each other on the back, and maybe giving their child a hug. But that's about it. There's been studies that talk about how little men actually get to experience basic human contact every day. If you think about it, babies will die if you don't touch them. What makes you think that we're any different as we get older? One of the only ways that men are socially allowed to experience touch and connection and have feelings is through sex. So I feel like it's understandable that they're constantly gravitating towards sex because that's their only outlet that they're really allowed. And so when women are inundated with all of this touch and emotion
2: and men are deprived of it, it creates a horrible imbalance. Understanding
1: the five levels of touch can help you to rectify that, that imbalance. Sometimes we just need to give our partner a hug. There's something to be said for just rubbing each other's shoulders. Even having time spent in each other's arms, just body-to-body contact, without the intent of sex is so important. Sometimes we need to start there before we can dive into some of the things that I've touched on briefly today, such as the watching porn together, or experimenting with toys. Sometimes we have to learn to touch ourselves first. Once we start to understand the basic human need for touch and compassion and companionship, then we can start to take away a lot of the shame that we feel on the need to experience pleasure and
2: connection and touch with our partners. In conclusion, I'm going to Encourage everyone
1: to take a few moments out of their day and breathe deeply and sit with yourself and ask yourself, What are you settling for? What are you tolerating in your sexual relationship? And maybe even do a little bit of journaling on that and find out why. And then once you acknowledge that write down three steps that you're going to do to help to rectify that situation. Whether it is giving yourself affirmations in the mirror and telling yourself that you are beautiful the way you are and that you love your curves or you love your stretch marks, whatever it is, acknowledge yourself in the mirror and do the exercise with your partner. Tell each other what you love about each other's bodies, about each other's minds, about each other's connections. Celebrate yourself and celebrate your relationship. I'm also going to encourage you to spend five minutes every night before you go to bed or maybe in the morning or even if you guys have opposite schedules, schedule it. In that middle of the day, take five minutes and just sit with each other and hold each other and feel each other's energy. When we connect with our partners like that, we experience more fulfillment, and it is going to deepen and enhance your relationship. And I hope that everyone can get to a point where they're able to incorporate some form of adult entertainment in a positive way whether it's through something educational and you're learning something new to share with your partner, or you're just creating a safe outlet for yourself. I'll invite you to visit my website, holisticprogressions.com, where you can have the opportunity to connect with me and read some postings that I've written on sexuality. And I also have a presentation coming up November 9th at the Iberian Rooster. It's called Deviant Date Night, and I'm going to be speaking on Tantra and Sacred Sexuality. I thank you so much for allowing me the privilege of sharing my passion with you and some information with you. And I hope that you can use at least one thing. I hope you have at least one takeaway from this that you can use to create more fun and excitement and pleasure
2: in your relationship that you both so much deserve. Thank you, Stacy, that was amazing. I
0: really learned a couple of great things in here. So, in your presentation, you talk about reprogramming ourselves to experience pleasure. What can people do for it, uh, to be able to reprogram that into their, their life, into the experience?
1: One of the first things that you can do is to start to acknowledge your patterns that you fall into. Um, that's why I mentioned writing out your sexual history. Sometimes that can lead to um, the present and where you are today. If you can figure out what your patterns are, then you have the opportunity to shift them.
0: Great. That's, that's something like I, I also kind of like uh, practice. Um, I usually have some clients that I recommend them to do their, you know, whatever they want to call the peanut cock or dick journal or the vagina pussy journal and really connect with uh, with, with what's actually happening, like what is actually feeling and recognize the patterns that they have going on. So uh, usually people get very, uh, very uh, surprised by what they find about themselves when they start writing and journaling this. So uh, pretty- yes. um,
1: it, it can be very revealing and i'll even mention like if someone is if a woman is in the pattern of always using a vibrator to orgasm it's probably going to be harder for her to orgasm from only oral stimulation the mm-hmm. same thing for the men if they're used to manually masturbating their cock and stroking their cock with their hands they're going to have a more challenging time ejaculating and experiencing orgasm vaginally, or through oral stimulation, because their bodies have come into the same pattern. Yes. So it's important to switch it up and try new and different things. It is all about variation, like really
0: getting the body into testing different things and not just getting the mono state, like it's like all the same over and over and over. I really was. Um, I didn't have this in you know, awareness, but I really uh, love that you mentioned that um, the aspect that men don't get touched as much as women are, and that really kind of like gave me a little more insight perspective that it's actually true. Like, you know, like it working in the body work feel like doing you know massages and like one of the biggest percentage of like client is male even though they think it's women but I know it's male because um, men are the ones that actually look for uh not just to heal the body but also they look for connection and as the licensed massage step it's like they go and they they really want to book massages every week because they just miss that and that the only way that if they don't do it through sex they do it through massage mm-hmm. and I yes. find it it was like fascinating what you just said because it's just like yeah like oh truth you know you help them you create a sacred space for them to really feel like oh, I'm here you know it's just some touch that sometimes it's not even what the muscles
1: ache it's that they just want that touch
0: they yeah and they don't want, want make, anything
1: else they want to let go of all of those um, expectations that are placed on men like I said being a provider having to be in charge all the time and you know be the stoic and standoffish sometimes they need a safe space to explore and even experience their own feelings and a lot of times within their relationship um, they can do it so it's so important to have that connection with the partner So that he can let down his guard and experience emotions and get touch on a basic human level. But yeah, they gravitate towards sex because that's really what they're only allowed to do. And then, you know, they'll get accused of, oh, all men want is sex. They just want to, you know, do everything that moves and just, you know, on and on and on. And they get shamed for that. But when you step back and look at it, it's no wonder you know that's really their only outlet
0: yes and when we look at the uh, because when you look at them uh, growing up like once they hit puberty uh Mm -hmm. there is this disconnection between mom and sisters to boys like you know the way when we see it it's like they really feel disconnected like they feel like they are um outsiders because they don't have okay. that love and that connection with mama they're hugging the right. love and you know all that attention that they get from mom they just don't get, get it. it like become like now that they become a you know kind of like teenagers and they start getting that sexual um experience within themselves development within themselves uh I have seen that many moms push this energetic this, this energetic
1: push that they just like uh, you know yeah, they get scared and they separate because you're right the boys start feeling these these feelings and hormones and one thing I noticed with even with my son is that that big hug became this hug yeah the pat on the arms length pat on the back hug and it's because they get to breast level
0: yeah. and you go to yeah.
1: them and then they're experiencing hormones through their body and they can't control that. And so, yeah, there's this separation that occurs, you know, and sometimes they feel ashamed for that, you know, yeah, and the same time happened
0: with women, like with the girls growing up, they feel the separation from the dad perspective
1: now, like yeah. now that is like, you have moved now. I cannot hug you. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I know. One of my uh, my daughter's father had said, "Oh my gosh, now it's like I'm I'm scared to tickle, or I guess we can't wrestle and play around anymore." You know, it's like it, the activities shift because their bodies are changing, and they feel like they need to be more standoffish. You know, and separate that physical contact, and that's again, yeah. there goes another yeah. isolation of the man. Yeah. And even isolation
0: as a as a
1: parent because yeah
0: many men they love they want to be they decide to be a father figure they decide to be a father in many levels and mm-hmm. and and just seeing that change and that shift in their bodies and with society you know BS <laughs> they mm-hmm. just feel like they just need to you know stay away from it, and the whole separation, the trauma that caused me, you know, underneath all that is
1: is sad, and it's like, Mm -hmm. but that's what we have in these conversations here today. (laughs) Exactly, I know, It's it's funny because I had recognized it on a level as far as touch and gravitating towards sex goes, but I saw a woman wrote an article I recently reposted, she broke it down to, it's expressed as in rape culture. You know, and I'm like, wow. A lot of the, you know, negativity towards women and assault—it's exactly because of that. You know, she just extrapolated it into a bigger picture there. So it is. It's so much of an important conversation that needs to be addressed.
0: Yes. So I'm and, what so about, doing this. Is, and what I love about. Um, the aspect of touch, like I, I'm a, you know, my body, my love language is touch, touch, and word of affirmation. Like I love to compliment people, and I love to touch. That's what I will never be able to uh, give up my uh, my massage practice because mm-hmm. it's the way that I connect with my clients, and it's just you not know, this energy that passes through the hands and the appreciation, the love, the the understanding, the. The compassion that comes through you you know like and people can be open to receive it is just fascinating so this was leading to my next question for you is knowing that touch is so powerful so healing uh, mm-hmm. in a very multi-dimensional level integrative way mind body heart soul and and men craving for this you know I find that many times they have a hard time receiving That they they sometimes like even though that they crave for it, they Mm -hmm. haven't been educated or thought how to truly receive without any attachment or expectations of 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 whatever come across. So it's it's like even for example, you know, a massage, you know, they pay, so it's okay, they have to receive because they pay for it. But sometimes like even intimate relationship, they they feel like um if they are intimate with you, if, if they don't touch you back and if they don't hold you, you know, they just don't feel comfortable. They just Yeah, they don't always feel have to be
1: doing or giving something and they get their self worth out of you know, out of your response. Yes. You how, know? How can we help
0: men, we women, how can we help our men to allow themselves to receive
1: more? Well, that is a whole process in and of itself one of course is acknowledging that they do deserve pleasure you do deserve to receive you do have emotions and feelings and also it's the same thing with women allowing yourself to receive you sometimes have to literally give yourself permission to receive pleasure and know that your definition of masculinity incorporates being able to receive pleasure authentically it's like redefining what does it mean to be a man i've given that assignment quite a bit do some journaling on what it is to be a man what it means to be a woman and look at all those stereotypes that come up along the way and start to reframe those you know like the you know men don't have feelings well they do you know, and also taking away some of those um, judgments and expectations. I would recommend if they constantly feel like they need to be giving and doing to learn more about women's sexuality in general. Because, like I was saying, you have to take responsibility for your own pleasure. So he can't make her have an orgasm, you know. And they need to understand that as we're watching these videos um, for entertainment purposes, not every orgasm looks like that. So watching different types of porn, and even I wanted to show like some of the um, educational videos here, I have some of the loving sex ones. Um, Not all women's orgasms look the same. So, a lot of times, if a woman doesn't respond the way that they think they should, then they don't feel like a man or like they're good enough because they're they're only seeing one thing, which is probably what they saw in an entertainment video. And acknowledging that a lot of that is entertainment, it's going to be more dramatic. It's going to be louder. It's going to be more eventful. and that's what entertainment is yes i totally agree with you is um
0: yeah. even in the tantra communities there is this expectation of the show of of right. <laughs> and 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 sometimes even i have some teachers that have said and i have listened to it like no you have to just play with the sound and the movement and the bread i'm like okay i get all that but I feel like you know to me an orgasm is that that space that we have giving us our permission to connect with the infinite self and taste our infinity that's what an orgasm to me is for me that's what that's my experience so sometimes like yeah sometimes I I could be experiencing an orgasm where I'm like I'm like, Woo! It's like actually I can have like orgasms and like very like crazy all that stuff even without even doing anything just by being in my moment in my orgasmic life Mm -hmm. or just by breathing and dancing and it's like just having that ecstasy of just moving my sexual energy all over the place and when i'm in my physical orgasm right like Mm-hmm. I sometimes it just doesn't come like way like too loud or, or I'm screaming and mowing and sounding like uh, it's sometimes it just comes very
1: natural very silent and very subtle yes I had yes silent orgasm laughing yeah. orgasm crying orgasms and that's exactly what it is is it's the energy the orgasmic energy flowing through us is the orgasm It's not the ejaculation because women can ejaculate too. Women can squirt. Men can ejaculate. But we've told men that their orgasm is their ejaculation. Mm -hmm. So the issue is that that's a misunderstanding. Their orgasm starts before the ejaculation. All of the ejaculation is the physical response from all of the energy flowing through us. And that spasming of the prostate, facilitating that ejaculation. But all that energy needs to be there first. And women were never really told you, you ejaculate or you squirt or you don't do this or you only do that. So you see so much variation within women's orgasms. Plitoral orgasms are different than the cervical orgasms that are different than G-spot orgasms. And even women and men can orgasm anally. So there's so many, you could have a nipple-gasm, like you can literally experience orgasm so many different ways that, yeah, you just can't, you can't shut yourself down to only one, don't limit yourself to only one vision of orgasm. I'll share with you before we wrap it up, is I
0: love that you mentioned the aspect of that masculinity also is about receiving. Uh, we have this whole misconception of society about uh, they are talking about <clears throat> the masculine is only it's only the doing, 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 and always the giving, giving, giving. And when you only in your feminine energy, you're receiving. And I love that you brought this up because it's it's so important for people to realize that the feminine and the masculine, they're both giving and receivers. Like they both have the same characteristic and they are just different, you know, different spectrum, different vibration. Like it just comes in a different way, but being in the receiving in the masculine is so beautiful and so powerful and something that we should all tap into it
1: many times our human minds want to label things so that we can start to understand them so masculine feminine yin yang good bad some of the principles of tantra have to do with it's not the labeling of it's just the experiencing you know, so our humanness wants to label and define good, bad, what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman. So that's why I encourage that exercise a lot because you can start to peel away some of those, um, you know, mislabeling, some of those stereotypes that are not true. And once you start realizing that, Yes, men do have feelings. Yes, some women are more assertive and less emotional than others. You start to see people as people and that it's the energy that you're drawn to. Um, That's why they call it like chemistry, you two. Sometimes it's not the person as far as the physical package. With men sometimes, because biologically they are visually stimulated, that could add to it. But it doesn't take away that once those hormones start to subside and they get older, they need more of a mental and emotional and even spiritual connection in order to start um, having arousal. You know, they always try to take a pill and go back to this hormonally driven time of their life when I think the point is of aging and getting older is that you can actually experience all of those other aspects that are include sexuality that aren't, it's not just procreatively based, you know. It's that energetic exchange that occurs, driving for and looking for. It's that intense orgasmic energy.
0: Thank you so much for sharing amazing wisdom. And how can our community find you, Stacy?
1: So, I have a website it's holistic progressions.com and you can check that out you can also email me at holistic progressions at yahoo.com or you could do Stacy at gmail.com thank you so much again for being here (laughs) Stacy do you have any kind
0: of like a, a last insight that you would like to share with our community
1: before we go just keep an open mind and give yourself a break release judgments and expectations on not only yourself but also other people
0: mm, beautiful thank you Stacy and we thank you our, our amazing community today for joining us and we uh, wish that you experienced uh, breakthroughs insight and you gained so much uh, in these time that we spend together and appreciate you and i'll see you in our next episode have a great fantastic day